Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Deb from Media Night Radio. Uh, as everyone knows, I'm welcoming to the airwaves actress, producer, and writer, Carrie Ivins, best known to television viewers for Piranaconda and All My Children. On September 25, 2013, Carrie launched her late-night talk show, Going to Bed with Carrie Ivins. In the first season, Carrie interviewed such celebrities as Bokeem Woodbine from the movie Riddick, Brian Krause from Charmed Fame, Gail Rowell from both True Blood and Under the Dome, Patrick Muldoon from Starship Troopers, Greg Binkley, uh, Raising Hope, Freddie Smith from the daytime drama Days of Our Lives, Michael E. Knight from All My Children, Elena Grinienko and Gleb Savchenko from Dancing with the Stars, and Deborah Wilson from Mad TV. That's a long list, huh, guys? Carrie will be talking about the second season of her hilarious late-night talk show. Going to Bed with Carrie Ivins airs on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. on ubnradio.com. Go to terryivins.com to view videos and all things about Carrie Ivins. Well, with that introduction, let's welcome to the airwaves this wonderfully talented, beautiful Carrie Ivins. Hi, Carrie. Oh, hi. I just thought I could listen to you talk about me forever. Just go on. Continue. <laughs> well, well, enough about that. We'll talk all about your first season and get into your second season, how exciting this is. Um, you know, I feel very blessed that they asked me back. You know, it's always questionable if you're going to get a second season. <laughs> ah, yes, yes, that's true. Um, well, you had an amazing first season on your new talk show, Going to Bed with Terry Ivins. I can say that all day long, just so you know. <laughs> what was your favorite part of doing this show? Uh, hands down that... Uh, I didn't have to date because I had some hottie in my chair every Wednesday night. <laughs> it really eliminated, right? Eliminated, um, you know. In fact, I, I just concluded. This is very personal, but you know, if you listen in on my show, I get very personal. I, I just concluded one year of no dating. Can you believe that? I cannot oh, believe. Wow. I've gone one year. I should say it's a little more, but of no dating and and. You know, I have to credit that the show, of course, being kind of going to bed with Terry Ivins, maybe it's because I wasn't dating and getting any. I was like, that's a great title. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, that's the most risque the show is the title. And it's really kind of tongue-in-cheek because it's late night and I'm tucking in every listener right. one at a time. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you, you've been in this business for for many years, and you've worn many hats, as we all know. What types of challenges, though, did you face doing your own talk show? Because that's an animal all its own. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, You know, number one right off the top, as you can, I know you identify with, is being on the other side of the table or on the other side of the camera in producer mode and not being the talent, you know, trying to wrangle the talent to show up on time and to commit, right? Right. You know, being the talent, I'm like, oh, yeah. But then there's times where, 
you know, and I've been guilty of it where something else comes up. It's not necessarily better, but it's an emergency or it's just something I can't get off set in time. Or like you and I experienced last summer, I was literally on set and we had to push it a few hours and then we just made the call from set because, you know, I was still working. But those types of uh, hindrances, when you're doing a live show, makes it a little tough from a producer's standpoint. Um, And then... You know, not being able to have a take two. You know, whatever yeah. comes out of my mouth or out of my guest's mouth, making sure I can spin it so that I set them in their most glorious light. You know, and there comes a moment. I, I, I guess it's just really a state of mind that I have to let go and release and and not worry about it and just go. You know what? You know, I, I know that. In my heart of hearts, I'm a good person, so it's naturally easy for me to always edify whoever I'm speaking to. So to do it on national radio with a camera in my face really is kind of second nature. So I I think I've been preparing for this my whole life, and the opportunity came. And, uh, you know, for the first time, I wasn't afraid to jump into something completely new. And I've been mentored by a lot of great, such as yourself, uh, you know, Dan Kroll, Amy Givens, um, you know, just really good people that have, you know, mentored me on how you do the interview process, because it's much different being on the other side. Absolutely. I'm naturally comfortable, as you can tell, I can sit and talk about me and other people, blah, 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 but when you are the host, it's really about asking you know, good questions and driving the interview and how you help maybe the talent or the artist that's not comfortable talking openly. You know, those are challenges. And, uh, you know, I've learned very newly going into second season that I probably should be more prepared or allowing a guest to have a foothold of sending questions ahead of time. uh, My whole first season, I didn't do that. Um, and yes. so, right? And so this season, uh, I think I'm going to make it a habit. And look, I'm still debating because I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, I know that I can go off the cuff, but I think there's something that's probably very wise in that council to uh, prepare my guests so that they're not freaked out, right? Like, what it, it, it all depends. It all depends on um, what I find uh, from my experience, and I'll just I'll make it really brief, is that it depends on the person. And some people like to be very impromptu and very spontaneous, and some people like to be prepared. And so it just depends. For, you know, as an actor, when I, you know, when I, when I haven't uh, really worked on my lines, and I'm talking like you know, with all my children, when you're doing it day after day after day and the storyline right. crawls, right, you're basically saying the same thing just in a different sentence structure. So right. I was, right? I would say, you know, oh, do you want to run it? Do you want to, people, you know, co-stars would say you want to run it, and I'd be like, oh no, no, I want to keep it fresh, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would oh, have fresh, to go yes. in the dressing room and run lines because I was just getting so sick of the same thing. So that was my excuse. No, no, I want to keep it fresh. They're like, yeah, nice one. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you think is the biggest difference about doing a talk show versus like an acting role, or are they very similar? Oh, 
I mean, they're night and day, really, right? I mean, a talk show is reality. There's no script. There's no, you know, TV, television show, movie, it's all scripted. You're playing a character. You're not you. You know, whether whether I'm the host or the guest on a talk show, I'm me. Right. So it's it's night and day. There's less nerve, so for me being the actress, because I'm so I've been doing it for twenty plus uh, years. I know what I'm doing, and I know I'm good, and I can get the job done. And producers are going to love me because you know I'm too take carry. Second is for safety, and you know we'll knock it out of the park. I can cry with the best of them at a drop of a hat. You know, it's like I've I've been so my my skills have been so finely tuned because of all my children. You know, a lot of uh people don't not necessarily viewers, but uh in the industry I think it's becoming even wider known that soap actors are the cream of the crop in our industry oh, yeah. because we've learned because we had to doing 90 pages a day five days a week, that you have to be fast and sharp. And to be lasting on a show, a show you have to be good, right? So, right. you know, even with, you know, two brights of lights at times and, you know, the slow-moving storyline, fit out, you know, four scenes in 15 minutes is pretty incredible, you know? That's, you know, that's even 12, right? That's like 12 to 16 pages. That's unheard of. They have a national television commercial that that runs for 30 seconds and they'll take three days to shoot it right so you know when you put it in that time capsule you know if if an actor that's on a daytime now we only have four daytime dramas left if you see someone on those four shows that is good that's riveting they are flipping phenomenal because can you imagine what they can do with a rehearsal that's true (laughs) that's very true but, you know, it's really groomed me with confidence that I can stand up there and, you know, and, and spit it out. And I think it's – actually, it's not even I think. Now that we're talking about it, it has groomed me to be the host of my own show because I mm-hmm. know, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not afraid of the camera and it being turned on. Absolutely. And you're very good at what you do. Thank you. I hope so. I hope people laugh. You know, you, you mm-hmm. can't try to be funny. You just have to be yourself and hope that people are laughing along with you. Absolutely. Yes, that's that's very true. Now, let's go into a little bit about your preparation for, you know, when you go on camera uh, for your radio show. Is it very similar or is there very different situations for you where you're going on camera as a, an on-camera host versus you going on camera and being interviewed as the actress in a role? Well, as for uh, going to bed, we call it G-T-E-T-I. There's too many initials, too. I even get confused. <laughs> <laughs> but for all the emails and files that go back and forth to pull a show together between the production staff, uh there's there's a standard uh, run sheet, an order of the show that we follow, and you know each season it change it'll it will change up a little bit, but it, we just fine tuning with jingles and I spies, you know little video clips and fun stuff that keep it fresh and airy and allow me 
to be off camera because we're live, so I can have a sip of water or run to the bathroom. You know, I mean those. Right. Things, I don't. I don't have commercial breaks, so the preparation is a lot different because it's it's uh, researching my guests. You know, uh, trying to learn something that's different about them, uh, or whatever is just freshly new. Maybe some project and asking if there's if I look. And there's a producer or co-star that I know. I want to go to them and go, oh, my gosh, you know, give me some question that would be great to ask so-and-so. You know, friends, right. you know, being inside the business, I have a nice leg up. Um, and, and everyone knows that I'm, I'm not some paparazzi journalist. I'm, no. I'm on the, the side of promoting entertainment in its best light. So uh, in that regard, it's, it's different. When I'm... Yes, I don't prepare at all. I figure I know the topic. It's me. <laughs> if I have to prepare to talk about me, that's pretty sad, I, right? Yeah. So, but I, you know, and that's what I tell a lot of my guests. Um, when I went to the Grammys uh, gifting suite, and I ran into uh, Keith David, and if he, if you don't recognize his name, you would recognize his face in a heartbeat. He's been in probably a hundred film and television projects and like you know Mr. and Mrs. Smith and uh, I mean just I mean there's so many yeah. and so I say he was like well what do you want to talk about and I'm like well that's the question I want to ask you what do you want to pub because the topic is you and he just laughed and he's like oh well, I don't you know I could talk about me all day because that's every actor all have you know probably one-fourth narcissistic quality about us or we wouldn't be successful Right. Right, that's true. <laughs> well, well, uh, one of your guests was Bokeem Woodbine from the film Riddick with uh, Vin Diesel. What was yeah. the one thing you learned about him that you didn't know? That he is truly such a genuinely kind man. So genuine, so humble, incredibly grateful and thankful for his life and his career and his wife, uh, you know, just, you know, his characters, like he was in this movie, which I just, I love this movie, Devil. Um, and uh, it was an M. Night Shyamalan uh, written, produced, directed movie, right? Oh. So you know that the writing is all like, oh my yeah. gosh, twists and turns. And I love M. Night, right? I, I just think his writing is phenomenal. And so I was Bokeem was in this movie and uh, it seems so scary. Like, I met him. He's one of the few people that I've actually, in my lifetime, have just walked up to and introduced myself to. Because, you know, I'm probably like everyone else, right, listening. I don't feel comfortable just walking up to somebody and saying, right. hi, you know. Um, I, I'm very respectful, especially of people that I recognize they're not in front of the camera. It's their sure. life. They're, you know, if they're with family, I don't want to bother them. Let them enjoy their life. But we were at a birthday party for a very famous person, and so it, everyone there was somebody, right? And then I felt like then there was me. And Bokeem was there, and I was so amazed because he had this great, gorgeous smile on his face, and he made it easy to approach him when me watching his work over the years Right. He's got an incredible resume of all these hardcore gangster or, you know, just these violent type characters, guns and 
you know, gang related or, you know, he was in Ray, you know, opposite, oh. um, uh, what's his bubble? Um, Jamie Foxx, right? Jamie Foxx, you know, yeah. And he just is so very intimidating, but in person, not at all. Just very, very easy demeanor. You can see why he gets hired so often. Because he just oh. shows up on, he showed up on time. He was so accommodating. You know, he was just, it, it, that was what was shocking about him. Because I just, like, I guess, as people, we just naturally, even if we don't plan on doing it, we come up with some type of preconceived idea, even a judgment, even if we don't intend Absolutely. it to be that way, right? And, uh, you know, I, I kind of thought that he was going to, you know, be like what he's so successful for on screen. And no, he's just really a great actor. <laughs> right. Well, in in this business especially, uh, Terry, you you and I both know that there's so many of them that do have that way about them, and they are hard to approach also. Right. And I think a lot of that comes from being bombarded probably oh, absolutely. early in their careers or if they were someone that hit it hard and fast. Maybe they've only maybe they only had like two or three films and then all of a sudden their third film was really successful so they didn't have the time to be groomed right. in it. You know, right. Bokeem's been around and working solidly for a long while. And when you look at his resume you're like, Oh my gosh, you were in that too? Oh, and of course you were, right? And you're like, Oh my right. gosh Right. <laughs> so you know, oh, he's groomed, he's seasoned, he's a vet, you know, he's not some young mm-hmm. punk that thinks, oh, you know, I'm the shit. Yeah, it's, not, it's not that. And there's plenty of those out there. And what's interesting is that being in this business for as long as I have, I've seen so many come and go. Oh, yeah. You know, when they say, you know, it's about perseverance, I really feel that it's about the perseverance of who you are as a person. Because people don't want to work with you again if you're a nightmare on set. They just don't. Right. And, you know, uh, and I've had my my moments. I I know I have. In my long career, I'm sure I've had more than a few that I hope are forgotten or at least uh, I've been able to, you know, make amends for or apologize. I mean, nothing great. But I know I've hurt feelings. I mean, I had, no joke, I, I had a producer tell me not too long ago something that happened like, you know, 15 years ago, I had absolutely no recollection of it, but it was early in his career, and I had given him a verbal yes that I would do this job, and something had happened, I, you know, I, like I said, I didn't really even remember, but whatever came out of my mouth, he remembered in his mindset, yeah. in his story, word for word verbatim, no, Terry, this is what you said to me, and the bottom line is, I made him feel worthless and Uh, hearing it today no matter what that makes me feel horrible so i apologize going i i don't have any recollection but by all means if i called you amateur and unprofessional i am sorry but you know it makes me laugh on the other hand that someone would carry that with them all these years. years right but then think about it the power of our words that was just flippant for me, being young and stupid, 
hurt someone and maybe have affected them in their professional life without me even knowing and let alone remembering, right, because it wasn't that big a deal to me. Right. You know, it's like our words are very, uh, they're double-edged swords, you know. They can flow with milk and honey or they can just rip someone to shreds. And, it, you know, just in our everyday mm-hmm. lives, my biggest thing is m- my mouth. I-, I am constantly trying to, you know, learn and practice self-control with my words, you know, and I feel that I'm getting better, you know, my motto, 1% more every day, you know, which seems so tiny, but, you know, over a course of a year, even if I fail half the time, I'll be over 100% better. Right. And, you know, now I'm finding that the thought will still be there, but maybe I'm just biting my tongue. So I'm like, okay, as long as it doesn't come out of my mouth... You're better off. <laughs> right? Yes. Because we're human, you know. I mean, I'm not this, you know, I, I, I don't pretend to be some angel of a girl. I, I don't want to no. hurt anyone. But, I, you know, I'm just like everyone out on the no. way. I want to hit my horn and tell them where to go. Whoa. But it's really, it's like, how stupid. It's just, it's, well, what, so now I'm two seconds later? Like, it's really, so. Uh, okay, so. Since I was fortunate enough to be a part of your talk show the first season as an entertainment correspondent, I mean, it was an experience I'll never forget, and it was so fun. (laughs) I look forward to the second season, which starts on March 12th. Who can we expect to be popping up on your show? Perhaps, maybe, oh, I don't know, Ivan Sergei, possibly? (laughs) I would love to have Ivan. I, you know, he's one that I don't know personally, and uh, we just started following each other on Twitter because of mutual fanship. So it's really the power of the fans and a suggestion from uh, a Twitter follower of both of us that said, you know, Terry, Ivan would be great on your show. And I, I, I tweeted back, you know, hmm, let's think about this. At Ivan, going to bed with Terry, I like it, right? And then all of a sudden, Ivan retweeted, I like it too. And so it it started this little Twitter flirtation, which is always good for uh, publicity. So I I sure hope that uh, Charles Riley can steal the deal and, you know, bring him on as a guest because I'd love to have him. Yeah, okay. you... you you actually jumped in the mix late in the game and yes. posted some pictures of him because I was yes. tweeting. I didn't necessarily get to see, like, all of his pictures. I, I saw from his avatar, and I knew who he was. Um, but, yeah, you, you actually posted sexy pictures of him. Yes, yes, I did. And people were <laughs> saying uh, the next Indiana Jones because I had posted a picture with him in the hat and he looked, yeah, so I could I know, that. he'd be great. In fact, I didn't want to, I got scared. I think I started to back off because I didn't know if maybe he was cast as like the new Indiana Jones and I didn't want to sound like I would oh. know. Right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. So no, like, yeah. I don't know how to respond to that because is he really? Because he should be. Yeah. But it's like uh, it's like uh, Matthew Modine. Uh, I've been just newly following him, and he's been 
retweeting and favoring some of my tweets. And, and I think it was oh, nice. yesterday there uh, somebody put out that he retweeted, I think uh, Superman tweets, at Superman tweets tweeted about Modine being Dr. Um, Strange, the new Dr. Strange. Oh. Uh, right? And he put up the, a picture of Modine and a picture of Dr. Strange, and they looked, it was a knockoff. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, Wow. So, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting. You never know what will transpire off of social media like that. All of a sudden, there's never. a frenzy, and, you know, uh, you know, you never know. No, you don't. So who like, can so we... I would love to have Ivan. Okay, okay. So, Ivan, if you're out there, you know, Terry would like you. Um, um, who can we expect to see on season two? Ooh, Anybody well, you can, like, kind I of I, I'm scared to say anyone because I don't – I'm scared, but I'm – you know what? You speak things into being. I've gotten so many favorable yeses, so it's really about um, – Availability and, right. and everyone for this season is just working like crazy. But they're either I've worked with them or they're dear friends, and it's really exciting. You know, like oh, um, nice. I know, um, like uh, I'm blank right now because I'm all excited. Like, who am I supposed to say? Um, oh, oh, I was watching uh, Shameless Showtime series last night. <laughs> Yeah. And I had to go back an episode because of the Olympics. We missed one. Right. And and all of a sudden, Scott Grimes pops up as this medical doctor. Well, Scott Grimes has been in everything forever, child actor. Him and I did a McDonald's commercial when we were kids oh together. And I contacted him and asked him to be on the show. And uh, he said yes. So we're hoping oh, for him. Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Michael Madsen gave me a favorable yes. Oh, He's in Turkey God. filming a movie, but we're looking at late April when he returns back into the country. Wonderful. Uh, right? I, I just, you know, I'm so excited. Um, yeah, he's an amazing actor. Right? So it's, um, I don't know, we have a, a, what a nice, nice growing pot, but I, you know, I'm, I get a little timid of saying whoever. Like, in... My dream team of Soap World, because I grew up watching daytime television. Right. Christian LeBlanc is, like, I think one of the greatest actors. Yes. Period. Comedy to drama in the same scene. And from Y&R, Young and the Restless. And so uh, I I got him coming on the show. Oh, fantastic. I I can't wait. That's going to be hilariously funny. And Mm -hmm. um, I have baseball... Uh, you know, should be Hall of Fame. It, it, it should be a very juicy story too. Kenny Lofton from uh, he's oh. top Cleveland Indians. Uh, anyone that's a big baseball fan knows who Kenny Lofton is. He's like just the most amazing shortstop in the game, and he's a dear friend. And we uh, sit and see each other all the time at Clipper games. So right, and because he was playing baseball. He came up to me going, Simone, right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, isn't that? That's awesome. Right? And so this season, Kenny, which he's just a, we're talking about just the greatest guy. He came up to me during a game. He was like, hey, 
So when am I going to get into bed with you? Because, like, everyone's in bed with you. Even Tad got back into bed with you. <laughs> so That's like, great. Right? It's fun. It's really fun. I'm hoping, um, who else am I hoping for? I've got, like, a little secret wish list. Like, I want to I want to get Joey Lawrence. But I don't, I don't know him. But I just have enjoyed, you know, growing up with him and... I've watched uh, this horror movie. Everybody knows I love, you know, horror flicks. Not cut them, chop them up, but anyway, Rest Stop. He was in Rest Stop, and uh, it's a kind of cut them up, chop them up, but it's not so bad. (laughs) Like, I I could, it was good. It was really good. But Joey Lawrence did it, and he was so good in it that I'm like, I got to get him on my show because, you know, I'm a fan. Um, Yeah, and maybe you can be on his. Right? Corey Feldman? Oh, my God. Um, I hear he's got a new movie out. I'm, like, begging Riley to get him and his new co-star on the show. Uh, You know, I grew up with Corey Feldman, too. I don't know him, but I would love to get to know him. Right. I mean, who doesn't love watching Stand By Me for the 15th time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just phenomenal acting, and I want to hear what, you know, I want to do the research for him and find out all the that's been going on. Because you know he's been busy. I just, you know, I've been living under my own bubble. Oh, but yeah. And, li- yeah, is there something from, is there someone from Blossom, Michael Stoyanov? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, I'm really- Oh, everybody's going to be catching up with all these people. This is great. Terry, it's going to be like a reunion. Yeah, you know, I don't have themes, but I think they kind of happen for themselves. And, you know, the late night show being national broadcast, because it's later, it's easy. It's, you know, there's no politicking. There's no, you know, it's just fun entertainment. And I get to pub my friends and the things that they're doing. So it's just win-win all the way around. And we have a kick time. You know, yes. every guest, whether it be, you know, Patrick Muldoon, Bokeem Woodbine, you know, Phil Raul, uh, Raul uh, everyone's like, I'll come back in a heartbeat. You, If you have a guest that can't come in the last minute, I'll show up, right? So I, that's the biggest compliment. Absolutely. And you just, you make it a lot of fun, too. It's, it's a very uh, easy atmosphere to be in. As an oh, entertainment correspondent, I always have a blast doing it. So I love your segment. You do such a great job, and I'm looking forward to having you back on. Oh, thank time you. Season two, so that we can to. get into some trouble. Oh, we have been getting on trouble. Uh, as a matter of fact, you want to tell them? You want to tell them the kind of trouble we've been getting into? No, I don't want to admit it. <laughs> No, I want to say I'm not. I get it. No, she's innocent in all of it. I am the culprit, <laughs> always. Can you just know that? <laughs> I, I, I'm, like, I've nicknamed you now my hashtag wingman. <laughs> yes, yes, I am the wingman. And, um, okay, so uh, uh, anyway, so we will get to, I'm sure, some more covers of uh, some magazines and um and oh my gosh, you know, men's fitness or men's health Australia right. follows me on Twitter now. Good. Be- because That's of you. Wonderful. 
well, no, uh, it's, it's all good. Uh, men's, men's fitness, um, Australia, anybody who picks up that magazine will understand why we talk about men's fitness Australia. So is all it you got to do is... Is it Men's Australia or Men's Health Australia? Is it Men's Health? I think it might be Men's oh. Health. Yeah, you're right. Men's I Health. I get it um, right Australia. because they're... Oh, my. Yeah. They're following you. See, this is the girly side that I don't necessarily get because I have so many, you know, male, you know, right. uh, guests, right? That when right. you come on, we get to be girly and have girl time and girl chit-chat, and it's just, you know, it's like little-esque slumber party. Yeah, um, I wanted to have a slumber party with my two, you know, old-school AMC sisters, Chriselle Strauss and uh, Missy Egan, but it's just not going to work out with schedules. With, they're oh. on two separate different shows filming at the right. same time. And then right. here's throwing a third one with me. It's just, it, yeah, it, it's it's going to be miraculous if we can pull that together. So I'm hoping kind of for that, but it'll probably be late May if I can pull it off. Okay. Well, that that makes sense because that goes into the summer and, and there's a little more leniency on soap schedules because they right. have a little yeah. more time off. Yeah. You know, we, uh, Rebecca Budding and I, who play Greenlee on All My Children, mm-hmm. her husband... Uh, Bob Guinea, who has his own HD TV show, and ha- he's on the radio on uh, the Playboy Radio dot com. Oh, yeah, and has a band, TV band, great band, cover bands. Um, oh, great! We married him, but because of our schedule and all my children, we got married literally on the same day because of the way the schedule worked out, and we were in the oh, same storyline. So we had the same four days off. So we planned our weddings on the same weekend because that was for our four days. So we that's got married on the same day. Funny. That is well, funny. Well, again, again, it's season two. It is it check TerryIvans.com. She also is also on Vimeo. All of her interviews. UBN Radio is where she does it, and it's taped at Sunset Gower Studios, and. Season two will start on March 12th. Don't miss an episode of this hilarious, hilarious woman. Um, Thank you. Well, her show is nothing like you've ever seen. And so you definitely (laughs) all have to check it out. I will endorse it dramatically. And how many episodes in season two? We're doing 12. There might be more if we get, you know, but I I want to produce uh, another show that will be in the summer. So I, I kind of want to end mine before I start the next one. So, I, you know, I'm counting oh, 12. Okay, so 12 plus she's going to be producing a new show, guys. So there's a lot going on with Miss Terry Ivins, and not to mention that she interviewed Elena Grinenko and Gleb Savchenko, Oh, from Toronto. dancing with with the with the stars. So does this mean that you might be taking a turn on the dance floor? Oh my god. That's no, no. There's no way. It's a popularity contest. We all know that. And I, my vanity, my ego will not allow me to be squashed like that. But I but having Gleb in my chair, I will gladly take turns around Elena's LA ballroom studio. Absolutely. And, and well, we're gonna we're gonna read 
uh, rebroadcast their episode uh, Wednesday night at oh, 9 o'clock on UPN.com. So we'll re- re- we will rebroadcast their episode so you guys will be able to hear all about what we were talking about last season that actually materialized and is in the works now today. It's really fun and exciting when you hear your friends talk about a dream and then within months they actually complete it and do it. It's just it's thrilling. Absolutely. And um, and everything is on ubnradio.com starting March 12th. And uh, Yes. Okay. And um, are you going to possibly be doing a competition, maybe working with a pro and doing it at the L.A. Ballroom Studio maybe, like we yeah, did just a couple know, weeks ago? Asked, I have been asked. Uh, Ribbit, as I like to call him, Rib Hillis has asked me. But, I, you know, now that we're in pre Pre-production and going full steam, and I just I filmed the last two weekends uh, new episodes of The Bay, the series. Right. And so I've got a lot on my plate. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm such a competitive monster that I have to win. So, like, I will oh. devote everything to dance steps. So I. <laughs> right. Yes, I and I can see you going home with that mirror ball trophy. Right? I, you know. You know, I, I'm the type that I'll buy my own mirror ball and make it bigger so I can say, I have the biggest one. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. Well, I, 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 for one, think you should definitely do the competition. I think it would be amazing to see you on the dance floor. Oh, Deb, you are truly my friend. You really are. <laughs> no, I, I think it would be a big, um, I think it would be wonderful for L.A. Ballroom Studio uh, Rib wants you to do it. Elena's there. I think it would be a major promotion for the studio. I mean, I think it would get everybody in there to you do it. Well, I gosh, when you say it like that, you got to help friends, right? It's all about absolutely, that, you know, and that's the longevity and persevering in this business. You know, through the rejections and hardships and canceled series and shows that you build up. Such great friends. The ones that are truly your friends, they're there forever in a lifetime. You know, the good ones last forever. The riffraff, you know, they're one-hit wonders. And that's the same in any business that you're in, you know. Some people come out, right? It doesn't matter what trade it is. Some people are really loud and boisterous and talk a good game, but there's no follow-through. And the same thing with entertainment. And I just happen to be fortunate enough to uh, have be able to call my friends, these talented, amazing, see it through the end people. Very proud of them. Very proud Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, they are um, unsung treasures so far, and they will oh. get their due. Yes, yeah, so tune in Wednesday, 9 o'clock on UBN for the rebroadcast of Elena's uh, Dancing with the Stars episode with Gleb, who is so gorgeous, sitting in the green room, and she's, like, even more pretty. I was like, why is she here? <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's like, interesting. Riley, who, who said she could come? <laughs> yes, Riley, you're in, tr- you're in trouble for that, apparently, from Terry. <laughs> oh, it's his wife. Oh, his wife, not even his girlfriend. It's worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse, yes. So, so you know, I, I, I can't help you with that. <laughs> oh, he's so sweet and wonderful. And so, oh. 
You're just wonderful, great people. I, you know? Yeah. You know. I do, I, I do. I, I did I really hear some gossip. What about maybe you can t- have, fill me in if it's real or not. I heard that Brooke um, Burke wasn't invited back for the next season of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> I know she on. was on, she was on the, um, well, we can, we can, I, I can get back to you on that. Uh, okay. I'll do my little homework as an entertainment correspondent for your show. And I'll okay. have, I'll have all that information for you. Um, yeah. Okay. It's true. It is true, apparently. It is true. Oh, my gosh. That, yeah. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> you know, you never know why the, the executives no. make the decisions, and, and most of the time it has nothing to do with the person. It has no. something to do with where they want to go or some other reach that they think they can get. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Well, yeah, I mean, because they have, they've had how many guest hosts now with Tom Bergeron? They've had one, two, she was a third, so now they're going to have a fourth. She wonderful. She, she did a, a great job, but I thought, I thought the, the girl before was fine, too, and then all of a sudden, yeah. um, I think it's it, depending on, I think, the popularity of the show and the, the yeah. demand for it, I think we'll they it's think. It's a popularity contest. Exactly, and you have to get a bigger, there's probably a bigger name that wants to do it that they're going to bring in to, you know, level the playing field where they're supposed to be at, I guess they would say. Right. You know, kind of a thing. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of gossip out today. Um, Robin Thicke and... Paula Patton. Oh yeah. Done. Something about that too. I was like, hmm, Disneyland with the kid. Canceled yeah. Concert. Interesting. Right. Yeah, it's it's sad. It is. It's very sad because they're married and there's a kid involved, and I just I feel very sad for the family. And that you know that it's any of our knowledge or any of our business. But anyways, it's their personal life. You know. Exactly. But yet, exactly. here we are, and we talk about it like, you know, but it's yeah. because, it, I, it, because we bad. don't know them. If we did know them, we wouldn't say anything because they're our friends. No. So, right. you know, it's, 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 we're exactly like how we're, we're talking about other fanships, right? Because there's some invisible screen that makes it okay for us to say things about someone that is a name, but we don't know them personally. It's like they're, they're not necessarily real, you know? But they are. Um. Oh, and, and Brooke Burke also confirmed her departure in a statement to E! News. Um, I have enjoyed seven seasons co-hosting Dancing with the Stars, but understand the need. I've always been one to embrace change and looking forward to pursuing or, or pr- pursuing or change considering the position of the show at this juncture. See, I... Contractual obligations to the show, I've seen my fair share of shocking opportunities I previously wasn't able to entertain because I couldn't because of the eliminations in the ballroom, but this one takes the cake. So I'll have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, 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 I think it's what I said, which was um, it, their, the stature of the show is now higher, so now they feel like they have to get someone to um, to uh, keep that that level of stature up, and that's right. what 
that's what happens. It's too bad because, you know, when something's not broken, you don't fix it. Yeah, and there's, right. there's, yeah there's too many people that, that go ahead and change things because of, um, because of that stature or, oh, let's make a change here because, uh, just because we want to. Well, sometimes that doesn't work. Right. Anyway, anyway um, Wednesday night, oh. 9 p.m., starting, at, uh, starting March 12th, ubnradio.com, terryivans.com. She's also on Vimeo, and you can find, uh, you can find all, of her, all of her interviews on Vimeo as well. And make sure that you tune in this Wednesday for the Elena Grunieko, uh interview um, on Going to Bed with Terry Ivins. This Wednesday it's a rebroadcast. Make sure you check it out. Terry is amazing in season one. If you haven't seen it, you have to go see it. Thanks oh, again, thank Terry. You. You're so welcome. I love you, and I'll see you on I love you. Okay, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> so Bye-bye. This will conclude our, our interview with um, Terry Ivins, and everybody have a wonderful evening. I will see you back here tomorrow night.